Okay, today's learning should be in Nitzmas of Chaim Luzer, Mshim Shanari, Moshe Ben Anil, Rivka Bas Moshe, Israel should be Schus, Rafu Shalem, Chaim Moshe, Shia Ben Malka, Yahainus Simen Sarah. So we're holding Simen Sad, we're holding Simen Sadik Zion. We are in, we are up to Sif Gimel. In Kina, I Katzta, hopefully not so applicable today, but uh, it could happen a mosquito or something is, uh, is biting you or, or scratching him. Yamashmesh Begodov. So, really, technically, you should just ignore it because the issue we'll see touching the kina, touching the louse, you requires you to wash your hands. But Hayoist said it's it's itching or biting the person, and therefore he cannot concentrate on his davening. He uh, is allowed to remove it. However, you should use your beged, not touch it. Have a lawyer serenity other. Don't do it with your hands. Says the remote. Only during davening of It's not a issue flicking it off and allowing it to be in the bismadrish. It's not considered a bazillion to be to the bismadrish. I was thinking how it's applicable today. I guess if somebody has a, a mosquito, then it would be preferable if you're going or some other um bug or something it's on them don't touch it but use a tissue or something in order your beged in order to remove it says the mishabura on sifkit cotton yud aleph biyadai vim avar unatala what happens if you did touch it with your hand you should rub your hands on the wall because technically you would need to wash your hands we learned this earlier on and when you touch it this is an issue of reyach ra when you touch a bug is on your hand, and therefore you have to wash it. But it, usually, while we don't generally rely on yeshav shef koisel and just rubbing your hands on the wall or on the table uh, in a situation lechatchila, unless when we didn't have water or things like that. But over here, in order to go wash your hands, you're gonna have to step out and all yitzvila. So therefore, you can rely on the yeshav shef yad bekoisel. In other words, a table or something like that. Where we learned that when you have no choice, you could rely on that in order to cleanse your hands from a reichra. Um, so he said, uh, There's where he talks about this. If you touch a kina, you have to wash your hands. It's you know, similar to when you wake up in the morning, there's a reichra. You touch a bug, there's also a ruach ravacholshkin, and we'll call them atvila. If this has happened to you prior to davening, the tsarach little mamayim, and the atvila, you should wash your hands before davening. Says the mechaber sifdal, in nishmat talisai. So it's very interesting over here. We're going to learn the, the, the mechaber, and we'll learn the mishavura, who paskins a certain way. And I double checked it with the rub because I remember he mentioned it. I spoke to him about it last time we learned this part of this halacha, the source of this halacha. And I think he mentioned in the share as well. We seem not to be noyig, and we'll explain why, uh, at least one shot as to why we're not noyig this way. But let's first see the halacha that the Mechaber and Mishabur tells us. In Nishnat Talisimim Kaima, your Milishman Esther and your talus, you know, is out of place. Uh, it slips off one shoulder or it's not, not straight. Zira, you can put, you, you're allowed to during tefillah straighten out your talus that it should be in its right place. You know, we even learned this, preferably to uh, have your uh, talus covering your head, going over to, uh, as covering part of your eyes, enough that you can see the the sitter, but, you know, to try to block out any any other distractions. So, excuse me, if during davening it goes ahead and it uh, is out of place, you, during Shmanesri, you're allowed to straighten it out. 
What happens if you talus your millish finaster and you didn't realize your talus is slipping and the whole thing falls onto the floor? You cannot leave it on the floor. You're not supposed to put it back on. And it would be a hefsek because the Mechaber Paskind earlier on, when we learned till Chesitzis, that when you, if your talus completely slipped off, then you have to be misatif again. You have to make another bracha. And that's a hefsek to your Shmanesra. Now, just it's important to do a refresher. We learned over there that if it falls off partially, then you do not have to make another bracha. If you removed it intentionally with the das to put it back on, you also didn't have to make another bracha. However, we learned that if it fell off completely, you weren't having that kavana of that it should come off and back on you didn't have, you do have to make another bracha. Let's see the Mishnah Brura. And therefore, since you have to make another bracha, you have to be with your ta- talus again. You can't do it during, you can't do it during Shmanasra. So therefore, leave your talus off, says the Mishnah Brura. If most of it fell off, but part of it is on, then you don't have to make another bracha. Straighten out your talus, no problem. Kuloi, if it fell off completely, I feel him nishar dying beyond. You caught it as it was falling off, but it's completely off your body. Um, Hatifa have his half sick. You're going to have to do a new Hatifa's talus, and that's a half sick. Ain't a yachel. Vim avavis atifai. Um, what happens if you did? You forgot this halacha and you went and you did your Hatifa's talus again. Ain't sarach lahaschom atilas abracha. You don't have to restart the bracha shmanesri and in. Alagayim atfil vahayloch continue where you are up to. When you finish your davening, of course, you didn't make a bracha during Shemana You should be mamashrish your talis and make a bracha. Which is where we discussed this halacha. Okay, now, let's just pause for a second. Lamaisa, the oilam seems to be noyig, that if your talis falls off completely, nothing to do with Shemana If your talis falls off completely, then you can put your talis back on and we don't make another bracha. Therefore, if your talus fell off completely during Shmanasra, you're standing in shul and your talus is on your floor. Um, as we learned with other things, like we said that if there's a chumash on the floor and it's bothering you and therefore distracting you from your tefillah, even though technically the Rabbi Nishom trumps the chumash, right, then you should just leave the chumash on the floor. We learned this last week or the beginning of the week, I forget. Then you can go pick it up. The same thing over here. You're standing in the smash, your talus fell on the floor of the chair behind you. Um, and and hey, yes, that we, we're not... To make another atifa, therefore put your put your um, put your talus back on. If it's going to distract you, you're going to feel embarrassed. I'm standing there, and my talus is lying on crumbled up on the floor around me, and therefore it's going to be distracting. You can put the talus back on, being that we're knowing not to do another atifa. I, I asked, uh, I, I, I double checked this with the rub this morning. Um, we we seem to be that we can put the talus back on, and definitely we're knowing not to make another bracha. The question is why, because uh, as we saw over here, and as we saw um, in in uh, in Simon Ches when we did Hilchasitzes, the Mechaber and the Mishabur both clearly paskin that you should um, do another tifas talus of fellow. So I did see, I, I, if I remember correctly, it was Rishlaim um, Azamah. Let me see over here. I think he actually um, brings it down. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, um, I, I believe it was Rav Zalman. He says as follows: We know that this halacha, that although we said this halacha by talis, if it falls off completely, you have to put it back on. What happens if your tefillin 
slip out of the place that you yotzim um, the the mitzvah's tefillin. As we remember, when we learned tefillin. There was a very specific spot that your tefillin sharash and tefillin shayat have to be in. So with there, we say that when you put it back on, when you restraighten it out and put it back in the place, you don't have to make another bracha. What was the svara? Why? Why was it different than talis? And the svara over there was that we um, that when you put on your tefillin before davening. Especially since we wear tefillin only by davening, the kavana you put it on is that my tefillin should be on the entire davening from beginning to end. And therefore, if it slipped out of place, even though it's not in the makam that I can wear tefillin, that our meaning is to wear our kavana when we put the tefillin on is that it should be on the entire davening. Therefore, that although it slipped out of your place, believe kavana, but you raised on your original kavana that you put it on that it should be on you the whole davening. We're knowing that we don't make another another bracha on it. So he says, maybe we can say the same svar over here, and that's why the meaning has changed. We wear a talus only by davening. And when we put on our talus by davening, and in the beginning of davening, our kavana is that our talus should be on the entire davening. So he says, maybe the way we wear our talus and tefillin today, the same svar that we say by tefillin, would apply over here too, and that's why the meaning has changed. So, um, th- that seems to be different than what the Mechaber and what the Bishur says. Lamaisa, our talus falls off, we put it back on without making another bracha. And again, if during Trinestria your talus fell off and it's going to distract you by the fact that your talus is off, you can put it back on. Says the Mishabur a little, a little further, and this once again is a highlights this point of being conscious before we start davening of removing things that can potentially distract us, not just assume that everything will be okay. Have a conscious kavana of how can I make sure that nothing distracts me. Zakin, an elderly person, should mason, bate anayim, should cover him brilliant. So brilled glasses, it seems that uh, only the elderly pe- people wore it then. Um, they didn't. They had mainly, I guess, for reading glasses. They didn't have um, for the regular glass that we have today, but apply today. Imheim rufuyim v'chotmai, they're loose on your nose. Shakar of Lipa when you're going to bend down and you're going to bow forward, your glasses are going to slip. It's going to apply to us today. You should put a string behind it that they don't move, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a string. If you have a pair of glasses, your glasses are bent and they're broken, and you're wearing a temporary pair of glasses, and you know they're going to slip around and distract you during davening, either try to straighten them out or don't wear them during davening in order that to remove a distraction. We said to have a hefsik and loichu taradai dezevin yachalachavin yavashenikachayim abracha. He says the same thing we just spoke out that if your talus, if it's going to be distract you, the fact that your talus is not on you, then you can put him back on. And even according to Machaber, that you do make a bracha, you don't make the bracha during Shvanesra. Says the Machaber Sif, hey, hanoisei masayok seif, if somebody's carrying a weight on his shoulder, begiyaz mantvila, pachas mearbe kavin, if it's less than arbe kavin, mafshilan lachayr v'mespal, and you can leave it on your back. You have to place it on the floor, says the Mishaburu. If that size thing, he says over here, um, that in the equivalent today, it's uh, according to one sheet of the Grachna, it's 5.5 kilograms. According to the Chazanish, it's 9.6 liter. Now, he says in, in, in size, not by weight. So I'm not sure exactly, and uh, I'll, I'll try to look it up in... in uh, so that we can translate this before our next year to what this means. But the point over here is that it's not so much that it's a heavy. If you're carrying a very heavy load on your back and it's distracting from your davening, of course you can't have it on your back. But there's another point over here. If the, if the, the way I understand it, at least, is that if it's over a certain size, 
then you are it, it, it's like you have this big bulky thing hard to balance it, it, it takes away from your concentration if it's a small thing that's hanging on your back it's not a big deal i think this would apply today also with a knapsack you're traveling and you're on the you're in the airport or you're in or or wherever you are and you have a knapsack on you and you want to wear the knapsack during davening sometimes Maybe you should wear the knapsack during dominant because if you put it down in front of you, then you're going to have to keep your eyes half open to make sure that nobody steals it from you. So maybe if you'll be able to concentrate if it's on your back, if it's this, if you, know, if you have an open parachute on your back, then you probably shouldn't be, uh, be dominant. But again, it's, it goes to each person has to do a decision based on your kavana. So if you're in a public area and you have your knapsack with you, Maybe it's better put it on your back so that you don't have to worry about somebody stealing it and it won't won't be distracting. Let's just because uh, we're coming. Uh, I, I think the next year I believe is after Yom Kippur, and very appropriate the first seif may go a minute overtime or two. The first seif um, we won't we won't get to the mishabru, but just let's read the mechaber on the first seif in Simon Tzadik Ches as uh, as we approach Yom Kippur. I'm a spell, somebody who's davening. You have to understand. Am I back? I think so. Um, you should have in mind the words that come out of your mouth. You should have as the Shechina standing opposite you. The Yasser, and you should remove Kal HaMachshavos, any thoughts that turn this side, that weigh you down, that distract you. Your Machshava, the Kavanasa, and your concentration, Zaka, clear, the Tfilasa, only for your Tfila. The Yachshav, Kilahoy, Medaber, Lufne Melech, Boss of Adam. Think about as if you were speaking to a Melech, Boss of Adam. Oh, you Mesadid Varb, you would prepare your, your words that you plan on saying. Umechavim ben Yafa, and you would concentrate on them. Labal Yakashil, that you shouldn't stumble on your words. Kalvachaima, certainly Lufne Melech, Malcham, Lacham, Akadish Baruchu, speaking to the Rabbinish Shalom. Shuchoyke Kalamachavis, he knows exactly what's going on in your mind. The, the the pious people and the, and the people of that were very careful about all the deeds. them. They would separate to They would have They would have removed all gashmias. They would only have their their intelligence would be controlling their entire. They would come close to the Milo Nevi'ah. I, I can't get to this Milo, but we can try to at least uh, have uh, understand Parish Amilas, to look into an art scroll, start maybe pick one piece of davening at a time and start teaching ourselves what they mean. Then If they would come to, come to you another Machshava, the Toich happens. You during davening, Yishtoik, stop davening. Don't continue. Yishtoik, until you can clear your mind again. It happens. We, you know, I was once uh, asked to speak to a group of uh, Balichuva people who are becoming Balichuva college kids, and they asked me. One guy asked me a question. Says he's having a very difficult time. He's just becoming firm. He's putting on tefillin every day, and he davens three times a day. 
Rashi. He says he can't make it through the whole Shemayin without um, other thoughts coming into his mind, and he loses his concentration. He says, how is it that I'm able to do it? I said, you made a very big assumption that I'm able to do it. I said, I promise you, I can't do it either. It, it, uh, it's impossible. So, Mechaber tells us what to do. Stop, pause, and get back to your concentration. One of some of the things that you should think about before davening, that uh, it makes your heart um, humble to and appreciate um, the Rabbani Of course, don't think about things that have Kalas Rosh. Says the Ramah, the Yachshav Kadmatvila, a good idea of one of the things to think about before davening. Me is a kale. And Yisalu, but Shiflas Adam, how great is the Rabbi Shalom, and how small are we compared from the Rabbi Shalom? The Yosek Otaniga Adam Alibot, stop thinking about personal pleasures. That's uh, the rest will continue afterwards. I just felt we ended up at this spot for a reason um, on the last year before Yom Kippur. So hopefully, what comes Yom Kippur, we're all going to have a Gemach Simataiva. We're all going to be benched with a with an amazing, amazing year. And davening on Yom Kippur is, uh, is long, so you have plenty of time to open up the Yatsko Machser and try to understand, like the Mechaber told us, try to understand some of the, uh, uh, some of the parish hamilas, like Mechaber to everyone. Thank you for joining, and we shall continue on Tuesday next week.